Midlife is the best season of our lives. But often many of us lack fulfillment in some area of our midlife. It doesn't have to be that way. This podcast is a resource for midlifers to discover ways to find fulfillment in whatever area of life you need it. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Join me on the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, a journey to make midlife the most fulfilling season of your life. Hello, my midlife friend. This is Bernie Borges, host of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, and this is episode 93, and it's a takeaway episode from my conversation with Jay Croft on episode 92. My takeaway episodes are shorter than guest episodes, and they drop on Thursday mornings. Each one pertains to the guest interview on the previous episode. And as a reminder, it's no replacement for the entire conversation, so I encourage you to listen to episode 92 to hear that whole conversation that I had with Jay Croft. On episode 92, you met Jay Croft. He's a career journalist focused on fitness, specifically fitness over 50 for the gym industry. We discussed things like the relationship between exercise and aging and the benefits that exercise brings to aging and how finding fulfillment in fitness after 50 or in any midlife season, not necessarily over 50, really is a personal journey and how there's such a lack of representation of people in midlife in the fitness industry. We discussed the connection between mental health and exercise and how exercise is really something that can enhance cognitive functions. I'll mention that a little bit later as well. We discussed how there's an untapped potential for the fitness industry to target people in midlife because they're so ignored. We discussed the importance of strength training in later years and how we lose muscle over the age of 30. Again, I'm going to touch on that a little bit later. And we discuss the importance of knowing your why in exercise, the importance of understanding your why so that you've got the motivation to do the exercise as a routine. And this is where I want to land in my takeaway episode. On episode 92, I shared my why when I said that I get up at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday to work out. I said that on those days when the alarm goes off and if I don't want to get out of bed, I overcome that moment because I know how I'm going to feel after I complete the workout and I don't want to give that up. Now, equally important, I know that that feeling sets the tone for my entire day and if I don't work out, I'm not going to feel as good as I do after a morning workout. And I don't want to miss that. Trust me, there are days where I really don't want to get up when that alarm goes off. That's why I usually get seven hours of sleep every night. I've learned that when I get less than seven hours of sleep, even though I may fight my way out of bed and through the workout, later in the day, I'm probably going to feel sluggish. I've learned that my body needs seven hours of sleep each night. And hey, I'm no unicorn. This is exactly what modern science suggests. Seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Now, another part of my why is vanity. There, I said it. 
But hey, Jay gave me permission to say it. Jay even said there's nothing wrong with wanting to feel good and look good. Now, I've been able to, for the most part, maintain a slim and trim physique since my 20s with modest muscle tone. Not muscle mass. I'm a slim guy. But muscle tone, muscle definition. Now, I admit that my physique was better in my 40s than it is now in my 60s. But I still work to keep that slim and trim look to the extent that I can. And I've learned two things about building and maintaining muscle tone. One is that genetics has a lot to do with it. For example, no matter how hard I've worked out over the years, my shoulder muscle tone has never been what I want. And there's nothing I can do about it because there's nothing that we can do about genetics. You work with the cards you were dealt, genetically speaking. Now, the other thing that I've learned is that the older we get, the harder it is to keep muscle tone and muscle definition. As I said a moment ago, I was in better shape in my 40s than I am now in my 60s. Jay spoke about this too. He mentioned that after the age of 30, our body naturally begins to lose muscle. And that is a scientific fact. I found an article from Harvard Medical School, and it says the following. This is an excerpt from the article. Age-related muscle loss, called sarcopenia, is a natural part of aging. After age 30, you begin to lose as much as 3-5% to per decade. Most men will lose about 30% of their muscle mass during their lifetimes. Less muscle means greater weakness and less mobility, both of which may increase your risk of falls and fractures. A 2015 report from the American Society for Bone and Mineral Research found that people with sarcopenia had 2.3 times the risk of having low trauma fractures from a fall such as a broken hip, collarbone, leg, arm, or wrist. End of excerpt. Now, this article from Harvard Medical School specifically addresses the loss of muscle in men. I found an article from the U.S. National Institute of Health, also known as NIH, and it says the following. Here's an excerpt. Changes in the gonadal hormones during the menopause transition appear to be a strong determinant of skeletal muscle mass in women. If the menopausal transition triggers the mechanisms underpinning sarcopenia in women, then menopause may be a critical time to introduce strategies to mitigate the changes in muscle mass and function that contribute to physical disability and frailty later in life. End of excerpt. So, in both cases of credible scientific sources, the story is the same. Loss of muscle mass can lead to bad things later in life, such as fractures and frailty for both men and women. This leads me to Jay's why in his workout regimen. He said that he knows what's coming. And what's coming is one of two things, older age or death. Well, eventually, of course, we all die. But until then, why would we not be motivated to have the most functional body that we can have as we continue to age? Now, please notice what I just said. I didn't say have the biggest muscles that we can have or the best six-pack that we can have or anything vanity-related. Even though I admit I'm still motivated to try to look as good as I can at my age. 
The truth is, I want to have the most functional body that I can have for as long as I can have it. I've mentioned before that my wife and I like to go kayaking and we go about once a month. And let me tell you, that requires both upper body and lower body strength. I also do yard work at my house. While I outsource the grass cutting, I don't do that. I do handle the trimming of shrubs and that requires getting on a ladder and using an electric edger to trim shrubs that are shoulder level and even higher. Let me tell you, it's a strain. Then I rake them and I bag them up for trash. The whole activity can take four, five, six hours. Look, I'm sure there will come a day when I can't do this, but that day is not here today at age 65. Additionally, about three times a year, I climb the ladder to get up on the roof of my home to clean the gutters. Now, I admit this feels a little riskier than it did in years past, but I'm able to do it, and I do it because I can. So my challenge to you, and you knew this was coming, is to answer this question. What is your why for regular exercise? Now, if you know what it is, and you already exercise regularly, fantastic. I'm preaching to the choir if that's you. But if you have not defined a why for regular exercise, I challenge you to do it. Think about the loved ones in your life who depend on you. Think about the fact that you're aging. Think about the scientific fact that you are losing muscle mass just by aging. And you can do something about it so that you can have the most functional body that you can have. If you have a disability of some sort, I'll state the obvious. Tailor your exercise routine to your situation. Unless you're totally unable to exercise by doctor's orders, do what you can within your circumstances. Again, my challenge to you is discover your why for an exercise routine if you don't already know it. Then commit to or stay committed to an exercise routine that is good for both your body and your brain. Because we know that exercise is good for the brain too. Another Harvard Medical School article says this, exercise changes the brain in ways that protect memory and thinking skills. Wow, do we need any more motivation to exercise regularly? I don't think so. Hey, I invite you to visit the links to the three articles that I've referenced here so you can read more detail on all these facts. I'll also link Jay Croft's paper on the seven reasons why midlife adults want to exercise. My midlife friend, if you're enjoying the Midlife Fulfill podcast, won't you tell a friend? Won't you share this episode with a friend? And if you want to receive a summary of each week's guest episode delivered to your email inbox, subscribe to my weekly newsletter that I send every Monday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. My midlife friend, this brings me to the end of this Bernie's Takeaway episode. Remember, this episode is no substitute for the full conversation that I had with Jay Croft on episode 92. So go back and give that a full listen if you haven't already to catch that entire conversation. 
This is where I remind you, as I do on every episode, that if you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. I love reminding you of this. Hey, I'll see you on the next episode, which is going to be episode 94, featuring my lifelong friend, Ray Rodriguez, with his BF to AF story. I'll see you then.